Music, views, and interviews with Justin McCutton on your favorite station. And with me this morning, as promised, is Rachel Hutchinson. She's a mixed media and textile artist, and she hails from these parts as well. Now, I first noticed you whenever I realized that uh, a new piece of artwork had been commissioned for the Ulster Hospital. And I said, oh gosh, that's, that's gorgeous. It's, uh, it's, it's lovely. It, it's, it seems to remind me of new life. And indeed, when I asked you, you said that's what it exactly was meant to do. How does how does somebody become an artist? How does somebody get to the point in their life where they say, I want to do something highly enjoyable, highly personal, highly creative, and maybe make money out of it as well? Well, it's not the easiest of things to go into. Um, it's something that I always knew I would do from a very early age, and it's something I really excelled at when I was at school. Um, from that, I went on to do foundation art and design, and there I specialised in textiles and hand embroidery. Um, from that, I went to the University of Huddersfield in West Yorkshire and continued to study within textiles. Um, I graduated from there in 2003 with a first-class honours degree. Um, and from that, I moved on to create work for exhibition. Um, really, the Ulster Hospital piece is my first big public commission, and that came about really from the ad in the Belfast Telegraph. At the same time that I decided to go self-employed as a full-time artist, the opportunity came up for that, and I was shortlisted. So once I once I applied for that, I got through to different stages and, and eventually got it, and absolutely enjoyed doing the work over the last six months. It must be wonderful to do something you enjoy because I've noticed that uh, you know it is very rewarding if you do something you enjoy. And they say that what is it, eighty percent of people or ninety percent of people are doing a job they don't enjoy. So what's it like for you when you get up in the morning? Do you say, "Great, I'm going to go for a walk around Blackhead Path and look for inspiration," or, 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 or what, what, what? What's a typical day for you there? Typical day for me. Um, it can have its good points and its bad points. Um, one of the bad points is sometimes you're working the clock around just to meet a deadline. Um, but I don't really see that as a negative thing because I do get up every morning and I do what I absolutely love to do. And it took me quite a while to get to this stage as well. I did have a lot of irrelevant jobs that I, I hated going to <laughs> before I got to this okay. stage. So don't, don't mention any brand names. I won't mention don't any mention, names. Don't mention brand names now. <laughs> we, we, we don't want them getting jealous. But, uh, so... so when I when I look at, at, at obviously it's very hard to describe. But you can go to your website. Give give people your website so they can check out what what your uh, creations look like. It's www.rachelhutchinson.com. This is the difficulty of doing radio and not TV. But nobody will give us a big enough grant to get a TV studio in here. And and uh, uh, but uh, you can go to that website and you can look look at the stuff you've created. Now I notice things in there, even even teacups with with patterns on it. And you said they were more conceptual than anything else. What, what, what does that mean? Does that mean somewhere down the line you, you want the lake to bring out a line called Rachel Hutchinson or something like that? <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> um, it's something that I did during university where I was taking um, objects and making them into something else. I was giving them a concept and giving them a different identity. So I was actually taking teacups and smashing them up, putting them in a jar and embellishing them and just really trying to push the boundaries because uh, sometimes embroidery can be thought of as something very traditional and I really wanted to push that and make it something completely different and put it in line with contemporary artists of today. Well, pardon me, I'm with you. Actually there is a society that does embroidery and it is very traditional. <laughs> yes. I think I've had them on before. So, so you come up with these ideas, right? 
how do you go about putting them in in into practice? Do, do you actually do the physical work yourself, the stitching and all the rest? Of it? But surely that's almost like learning a new skill every time you want to do something. It really is. I don't think I would be happy with one traditional skill. I mean, I I work with patchwork all the time, and a prime example is that in the last month I've been thinking. I really need to push this forward and I've been using it on a 2D relief surface and having parts of it raised but recently I've, I've thought why can't this be completely spherical why can't I make really spherical patchwork and so I've been building up layers and, and making them completely 3D like installations and it's just it's about pushing the boundaries for me it's about trying something new and always challenging yourself so when it comes to uh, actually constructing the thing how do you actually go about getting the material for it? Do you think carefully about the materials you use for for, for feel or for look? Um, I really go for, it's, it's a combination of the two. I use a lot of vintage fabrics in, in my work, really because I like the feel of a fabric that's maybe been used for a while. It's slightly more delicate and parts of it are maybe worn away and I really appreciate that, that side of things. But does that not affect the durability of the piece then if it's going to be displayed? Um, not the way I do it. I tend to varnish everything afterwards with a matte varnish, and that keeps it very stable. Oh, the, art, the artist's secrets are coming <laughs> out. Here, right? I did know that. My, my, <laughs> sis, my sister uh, sort of is quite arty, but she uh, she works as an interior designer now, mm -hmm. which is more a practical application of yeah. art than, than, than a creative one. Uh, I won't tell you some of the things she worked on. <coughs> okay, I will. Uh, the Scottish Parliament. <laughs> right. Sorry, we'll all laugh. But there you go, I've actually visited the Scottish Parliament and it's a, it's a very uh, avant-garde type building and uh, for me it, it, uh, it did work in some aspects but in other aspects I much prefer a Parliament to look something like Stormont. But anyway, we, we digress there. Uh, Rachel Hutchinson's with me this morning, we'll be back after this short break finding out about more about maybe how you can become involved in artwork. Music, views and interviews with Justin McCartney on your favourite station. Uh, still with me this morning is Rachel Hutchinson. She's a mixed media and textile artist. Now, I said there before, you know, people can get involved in groups, and there are many support groups and sort of uh, networking groups for people involved in, in, uh, in crafts and people that want to get involved in uh, craft works sort of stuff. Uh, is there any in Carrick Fergus? Um, within Carrick Fergus, you would probably be better checking your local community groups and community centres. Personally, I've started working with a group um, in Clarewood Estate in East Belfast. Um, they got in touch with me through the Community Arts Forum, where I'm listed. Um, but if there are any groups within uh, Carrick Fergus that would like to take a textiles course, they can certainly get in touch with me via the website. Well, well I know a lot of the, the sort of uh, uh, sort of community centres do, do things like painting and drawing and stuff like that. But that's creative. What I'm trying to get at is, is it, is it like a book? Do you know the way they say everybody's got a book in them? Does does everybody have a creative soul in them as well? I think everyone does have it. It's it's a matter of whether you're prepared to tap into it. Sometimes it's, it's more about letting go and being a bit loose with what you're with what you're working with, especially with textiles because it can be quite technical. But once you start to look into it and start drawing with your needle rather than than working to a pattern, that's when you really start to be creative. Like. You actually made a business out of it. You got involved with Carrick Fergus Business Startup. They were the people that sort of uh, brought your dream to reality. How did, how did you find them? What was your experience with them like? Um, I never expected to like the course, and I never expected 
to be a businesswoman by any means, uh, but once I started to do it, I really began to enjoy it, and I, I started to see my work as a potential means of living for me. And it, it is quite difficult for the first couple of years within any artistic medium. Uh, you're really just trying to establish yourself and trying to expose your work on a national basis. So it's really it's quite difficult in that respect. Um, and I probably won't expect to be able to pay myself for at least the first three years, but that's something I'm prepared to do because I love it so much. Okay. How do you live there? Um, on very little. <laughs> okay. Uh, Rachel Hudson's with me. If people want to check out your website again, Rachel, the best way is to go to? It's www.rachelhutchinson.com. Okay. What does the future hold for you then? What's your next big big thing or your big concept or maybe possibly you're looking around for another commission after, after doing this lovely one? I would absolutely love to do another commission but at the moment I'm thinking more about um, creating a new range both for exhibition and for sale in galleries. I'm hoping to approach some galleries that will sell my work on my behalf. Also I would love to work with interior designers because I, I come from a background where I worked for a while as product development executive for a homewares company in Manchester and that gave me a lot of commercial experience working with the likes of buyers for John Lewis and, and places like that and I worked to briefs and I would love to do that again. So some people are actually uh, beginning to realise the value of uh, individually created pieces of art and I think people are becoming more, what's the word, fashionistas, is, is, that, yeah. is that the word? It, it, so you, what you're saying is you reckon that the, artistic industries are, are growth industries now at the moment? I think so, especially with the growth and the regeneration of Belfast itself. It's starting to put itself on the map more with the arts and especially the Cathedral Quarter area where I'm based. It's absolutely hiving at the minute. Now, uh, something rings to mind here. I remember somebody saying they, they wanted an iconic thing like the London Eye or the uh, Angel of the North for, for uh, Belfast. If there was a, a, a competition for that, would you would you put in for it? Uh, I'm not sure if that would really be my thing because textiles are really for the interior. Yep. I'm not sure uh, whether it would it would survive the corrosion of, well, of the weather over well, here. I, I know. I I that's what I was thinking outside, but I was thinking also that a lot of textiles, especially from this part of the world, would be linen linen based as mm -hmm. well, wouldn't it? And of course, the linen industry has a, mm -hmm. a great history with uh, with uh, Ireland, especially the north of Ireland. And uh, I was just thinking there, is it possible to make something outside, like even the dome in London is actually a fabric that covers the exterior of the dome in London. So I was thinking along that sort of scale and size of things, do you think you could make a, uh, do you, do you, what, what's, what's the actual uh, symbol of the Stormont Parliament made out of, you know, the, uh, the actual, like that wee bush thing? It's, yes, it's flax. It is flax. It is flax bush. You know, if it, if it were to make a metal thing like that and actually put what looked like flax plants on it, that would be a sort of a signature sort of thing. I'm sure. It's something that I don't really work with very tough fabrics like linen and flax, but perhaps in the future it's something that I, I would look into. As I said before, I've started working very three-dimensionally quite recently. So it's maybe something I could really develop in time, but I, I never say no to anything. I always give everything a go. You don't know unless you try. <laughs> okay, thanks very much for coming in today. Rachel Hutchison, uh, Mixed Media and Textile Editor. You can get in touch with her through her website. www.rachelhutchinson.com And uh, you choose some Bob Dylan, and especially for today, it's a rainy day woman.